Hello, what's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Space Talk. I'm your host, Athena Brentsberger, also known as Astro Athens. And I hope you all are doing well today. Whatever you are up to, I hope that includes a little bit of space, maybe some stargazing, maybe some rocket launch watching, or maybe just going in your backyard and looking up at the moon. Whatever it is, I hope that you are off to a good start for your spring uh, season around uh, the Northern Hemisphere. So for those of my friends in the Southern Hemisphere, hope you're off to a very good start to your autumnal uh, season or your autumn season as we just passed the autumnal equinox. So uh, this episode, I had thought I had scheduled it um, because it was in my calendar, but it wasn't popping up in the show app. So I apologize, I apologize if you guys uh, were not expecting today's episode. But as we like to usually do here on Space Talk, if a couple days before the new month starts, we'll usually kind of look ahead for what launches are happening. And that is launches as in rocket launches, uh, not so much company launches or anything like that, um, strictly rockets. And uh, that's because there are so many launches happening every week that uh, whenever I talk to someone who doesn't avidly go to rocket launches, usually has no idea about that. They usually are like shocked to find out that there sometimes can be a dozen launches a week or four launches a week. But regardless, there's always something launching that's new. So with that being said, uh, what we usually do here on this episode of what launches are happening in and then whatever the month is, we'll usually check out Spaceflight Now. Uh, Spaceflightnow.com is a really great website. Um, I'll actually go ahead and type that in the chat. Um, I actually have their app. So spaceflightnow.com. Um, and they are so on top of when launches are happening, if there's any scrub uh, of a launch, so meaning that it ends up having to be canceled for that day and postponed to the next launch window, um, which, by the way, in case you aren't too familiar with terminology of launches, a launch window is typically the time that they have uh, sky clearance and sometimes even water clearance, so they have to make sure that the oceans, uh, that they're they're cleared of fishermen boats or cruise ships or anything like that. And uh, they have to get approved for this time period. So this way, in case anything goes wrong with the launch, uh, people are safe. So that being said, uh, if say something's going on with the rocket, if maybe uh, they're having a delay, they'll sometimes have about two hours is I think the most I've seen for a launch window. But if they go over that time, uh, and, and they're not able to launch, then they have to push it to the next available date uh, of when they could get the sky clearance and water clearance. Because then, you know, obviously you have to get, you know, people back to, you know, going out on their boats or, or aircraft going back into flying in this area. And so uh, you kind of can't keep a hold on a certain clearance of the sky or the ocean for too long. So with that being said, it can be sometimes really frustrating uh, to catch a launch because if anyone here has ever gone to watch a rocket launch, um, I my very first one, it got um, scrubbed to first it was a month delayed. So thankfully I hadn't flown out yet. I was able to change my flight. And then while I was there, it got uh, pushed to another day. And then it got pushed uh, for, I think, like to another launch window that was available later that night. So it went from being like a 5 p.m. launch to, I think, like a 1 a.m. launch. Um, that's rare. That's very rare. Uh, sometimes it won't be within the same day. 
most of the times there'll be another day. So we all were exhausted. It was me and a bunch of other media and press that were covering these launches. I was more so on, on the social media end. So this was for NASA socials. And, uh, there was just a ton of people there from like ABC, NBC, uh, the people who had their own private kind of like social media coverage of things like me, uh, my YouTube channel and here. So with that being said, uh, if you ever go to a launch, definitely prepare yourself, either your clothes, you know, pack enough clothes, <laughs> make sure you have enough underwear and socks. Um, and also, uh, get uh, travel insurance. So like your flight or your hotel, make sure that you're able to book extra dates of the hotel if you need to, or even if you need to change your flight, if you have to stay longer for a launch. It's happened several times before where a launch gets delayed once we all already arrive to the Cape. So Cape Canaveral, Florida, this is the only time I've really experienced this. And hotels are booked up usually. And so if the launch gets delayed by a day or two, someone already booked those extra dates just in case as like a fallback. Uh, and the hotels are really great about it. They like won't actually charge you all those nights, but they'll make sure that to put you on hold for that reservation and then we'll charge you upon check-in. So all these little tips make a big difference when you're trying to do rocket launch chasing. Um, and I, I'm really, really excited. I've got to get back into it. I probably mentioned this so many times on uh, Space Talk. I really want to start to uh, go and cover launches again. And when I do, I know that it's much more of a visual thing, but um, I will probably go live here on Space Talk, um, of course, from the launch site. Maybe I can get an interview with an engineer or a designer or a communications person. We, we got to take part in uh, the press conference at NASA TV. And so sometimes you'll come across a communications expert, someone who works in the communications department of NASA or SpaceX. And it's always really fun to talk to them. Um, because you know, they used to be on camera a lot. So they're also, they're usually very uh, outgoing and, and energetic. So with that being said, um, definitely some of these upcoming launches in April, if you guys end up going, let me know and maybe we can synchronize and, and end up catching a launch together. Um, so let's go ahead and start off with April 1st, the electron rocket is going to be launching. This is going to be uh, estimated to be around 8.35 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. It'll be launching off of Launch Complex 1A, which is the Mahia Peninsula in New Zealand. I've always wanted to go to New Zealand, so maybe this is a, an excuse for me to go to New Zealand and to catch a rocket launch. Um, a lot of people tend to ask why launches happen on coasts, uh, it is safer. You don't want to have the rocket necessarily passing over land until it reaches a certain altitude uh, that it can, you know, potentially be less harmful or hazardous or dangerous. Um, because once it starts to reach the point of escape velocity, so meaning not getting pulled in by Earth, then you're able to probably better manage any pieces if breaking up happens uh, in space or within orbit. And not necessarily, sometimes it's really tough to, to avoid that. But that being said, this is why a lot of launches tend to happen on coasts or over water. And if you've ever looked at New Zealand on the globe, it is surrounded by water. New Zealand is one of the places I think that gets some of the most uh, just bizarre climates. I mean, they can get so many different types of weather there. Okay, so 
the Electron Rocket is through Rocket Lab. I actually have a 3D printed model of the Electron Rocket, which is pretty cool. I'm looking at it right now. It's going to be launching two small second generation satellites for Black Sky's commercial fleet of Earth observation spacecraft. Uh, we've kind of read through this before because Electron, uh, the Electron Rocket, I believe, um, this exact launch is, has been postponed quite a few times. Uh, it was postponed from December and then from February, uh, and then March. And so now hopefully April 1, it will be launching. And so we've talked about it kind of before, uh, a small second generation satellite, uh, for Black Sky's commercial fleet of Earth observation spacecraft. A lot of spacecraft are Earth observation, and that's because they are literally observing our planet. Most spacecraft are used to either um, like analyze climate here on Earth or to transmit um, you know, internet, like, uh, like the, the famous Starlink constellation satellites, which is uh, several satellites altogether. It's going to be somewhere around, I think, 13,000 satellites. Uh, so most of the time, satellites are used for this kind of purpose. Um, so moving forward. Also on April 1st, there is a Falcon 9 launch that is estimated to be scheduled. So this is going to be um, out of the Cape. So in Florida, Cape Canaveral, Kennedy Space Center. It's going to be launching off of SLC-40, which is the launch pad. I forgot what SLC 40 actually stands for. I'm going to go ahead and look that up real quick because I don't think I've been, I haven't been on the, oh, Space Launch Complex 40. Um, the Space Launch Complex, it is uh, space, uh, space Launch. I've, I don't, I'm not quite sure if I've been to this one where, where the SpaceX rockets launch off of. I have seen a, a Falcon 9 launch before, but I have, I've been very far away from it. And once the rocket is on the launch pad, they typically don't let people on the physical launch pad, whereas uh, we've been able to walk on other launch pads before that were used during like the space shuttle program. Uh, I think I was on SLC-39B or 39A. Yeah, these were during the, the space shuttle programs. So if you ever apply to be part of some kind of, uh, I don't know, behind the scenes event at NASA or a tour at NASA or a media sponsorship or partnership or social, you know, so NASA socials, which is a social media partnership to basically spread, you know, the, the love of, of space exploration or the information that, that NASA is, is doing and, and share, kind of sharing what they're currently up to. Uh, you can end up possibly stepping on these launch pads and it's really, really cool. Uh, and you get to see the flame trench, you get to see everything and maybe even the crawler up close. So this is the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket launching Transporter 4 mission. Uh, this is going to be about 12, 24 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, again, from Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. Oh, Space Force! It's a Space Force launch. How did I not catch that? I'm so used to reading the word space and station. Um, it is a rideshare flight to a sun-synchronous orbit. Uh, with numerous small microsatellites and nanosatellites for commercial and government customers. The booster will land on a drone ship in the Atlantic Ocean. I actually wore this t-shirt yesterday. The drone ship in the Atlantic Ocean is known as, of course, I Still Love You. That is the name of what it is. Um, I'm looking up real quick, uh, sun synchronous orbit, just to sort of break that down for you guys. Cause I know about geosynchronous, which is typically when it's orbiting around, uh, the earth specifically, this looks like it is 
orbiting around Earth, but it is within a region that you know I can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up and then I'll get back to you guys. I don't want to share incorrect information. It says a particular kind of polar orbit satellites in SSO or sun synchronous orbit traveling over the polar regions are synchronous with the sun. So the poles of earth, North pole, South pole, and the satellite itself is synchronized with the position of the sun. So it's fixed to the position of the sun. So if this, obviously the sun, you know, is moving in our perspective as the earth is rotating. And so the satellite stays synchronized with the motions of the sun. Whereas a geosynchronous orbit of a satellite is when it is pointed directly to say one specific part of, um, the, of earth, like a, like a country. And as the earth rotates, the satellite also moves along with the, um, with the, with the planet. Just notice a comment that came through from Hector pronounced slick. I believe, um, I don't quite know what that was in reference to. Let's see. Slick, 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 slick. Not sure. I'll look that up later, but thank you for that. Um, maybe we were talking about, so launch complex. I don't know. Moving forward. Uh, that will be a pretty cool, I think, launch to catch if you wanted to. Again, I think any Falcon 9 launch is really cool to catch. And moving into April 6th, another Falcon 9 launch is happening. Shocker there. It's going to be an Axiom Mission 1. It's going to be about 12.05 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, launching off of Launch Complex 39A at Kennedy Space Center in Florida. The SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket will launch a Crew Dragon spacecraft on its sixth flight with astronauts. Super, super exciting. So if you want to catch an astronaut launch, April 6th, Falcon 9, Axiom 1 mission. The commercial mission managed by Axiom Space will be commanded by former NASA astronaut Michael Lopez Alegria. Paying passengers Larry Connor, Mark Pathy, and Eitan Stibbe hope I pronounced that name right, will also be on board for the 10-day mission to the International Space Station. Interesting. 10 days to the International Space Station. Maybe it's going to be to the International Space Station. They'll stay on board for 10 days and then come back because I don't believe it takes that long to get to that International Space Station. Whenever I've watched, so like the Demo 2 mission, which was of the Crew Dragon with Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley, that was, I believe, that like the next day. It was like eight or ten hours, uh, and then they they were docking the ISS. So maybe this is they're going to be on the space station for that that period of time. But that would be really cool to catch. Uh, this is also a launch that's been delayed a couple times. It's been delayed from February twenty first and March thirtieth. So keep that in mind uh, if you are traveling. Just stay up to date with SpaceX. Subscribe to their Twitter channel. Uh, subscribe to notifications on Space Flight Now if you download the app. Because if that changes last minute, then, you know, <laughs> change your booking if you can. Moving into April 15th, another Falcon 9 launch. I need to like get like a soundboard and play some music for, uh, for, for, um, for the, all the Falcon 9 launches. Um, oh, Hector, thank you. Okay, for the SLC. Okay, so maybe instead of space, space launch complex, maybe it's space slick complex. Slick, I have heard this term before used when it came to, um, I think like uh, I think it was like on the hangar deck when I was working on the Intrepid for where the aircraft are. So I wouldn't be surprised if that is uh, something similar. An oil slick is a slick of a serious. Oh, it's slut to, no, that's that's for for threat to marine life. Uh, a small smear or patch, uh, or 
glossy wet surface. Uh, oh, or yeah, I don't know. I, I think the term slick is used for several different things. So I wouldn't be surprised that that's also used for um, launch pads. Because there's, there's so many fun sli- uh, 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 slang terms in the space industry. And I, I can't keep up sometimes. Uh, you're right. I literally type in slick launch pads. And it's all these different things coming up about, uh, yeah, the space launch complex. Yeah, the slick six. Uh, sometimes it's referred to as that. That's cool. Well, thank you. I just learned something new. Thank you, Hector. No, no, don't be sorry at all. I just learned something great. Oh, SLC stands for space launch complex, but colloquially, colloquially, that's a great word. People say slick when they say SLC out loud. Ah, that's cool. You just made my coolness level up about 10 degrees. So thank you for that. We're 10 points. Thank you. Thank you, Hector. That was awesome. If you guys ever want to share anything, by the way, that's why I love the chat feature so much because it feels like it's more of a conversation uh, rather than I'm kind of just talking to myself, which by the way, I got to get so many more guests on here. Get, definitely going to be doing that. I want to start sending out like a round of pitches to different peoples to get them on Space Talk, uh, which by the way, I do have an upcoming guest in a couple days. So I'm excited about that or next week. Yeah, I think it's next week, April 4th. Okay. On April 15th, Falcon 9 is going to again be launching. This is going to be out of Vandenberg Air Force Base. Now it's called Space Force Base. Okay, another cool thing. Okay, that I did not realize. So when I went to Vandenberg um, probably four years ago-ish, four or five years ago, um, it was like just strictly for the Air Force, uh, but they did launch rockets out of, out of it. Um, and there was quite a lot. And most of the time, the rockets uh, that would launch are for a payload or a satellite that is typically a spy satellite for uh, most of the time U- United States government. And that would be basically to just sort of scan the entire planet. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what they're scanning, but it's uh, it's something along the lines of that. I'll read the description here. It'll break it down a little bit easier. Launch time is to be determined. Launch site is launch site is slick 4e. Look at that. I used the term there. Okay. A SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket will launch a classified payload for the National Reconnaissance Office, which is the US government's spy satellite agency. The mission is designated NROL-85. And of course, as always, the first stage of the rocket will return to landing zone 4 at Vandenberg. So landing zone four on the land, as opposed to in the water. Uh, another really cool thing. Oh, I got to find the name of the company. Um, it's something along the lines of like, it's playing on words with Star Trek. Starfleet, I think is the name of it. I met this awesome individual when I was uh, catching a launch. Um, oh, well, Starfleet is, yeah, of course, from Star Trek, but I'm going to type in Starfleet. Uh, cruises. So a friend of mine started this company in Cape Canaveral, Florida, who uh, specifically rents boats and has huge, you know, a huge amount of people attend, like kind of like a big party on the boat. And uh, you, you would sail out to the to the water to catch not only the launch, but to catch the rockets landing, the boosters landing on, of course, I still love you, that, that landing pad within the water. Um, super, super cool. I think that's what this is right here. Let's see. Is it Starfleet Yachts? That's not it. That's not it. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta stay on top of this. What is this? Cause I really, really want to tell you guys about it because I haven't had a chance to do it. 
but, um, this is it star fleet tours. I'm going to go ahead and copy and paste this into the chat. If you guys ever want to go to a rocket launch and experience it on the water and you have to do it for a SpaceX launch, like for sure. Cause then you get to see the, uh, the booster landing, maybe even the two boosters landing, uh, depending on if it's a Falcon heavy launch, uh, so, so cool. And, uh, yeah, re- really awesome. My friend got to do it, uh, that mission that we went, it was a, uh, CRS 20 mission. So it was a recargo mission to the international space station on a Falcon nine rocket. And, uh, she just had an absolute blast. And I always hear about everybody who gets to see it always has so much fun. Um, I believe too, the tickets are like super reasonably priced as well. I don't think they're like super, super duper expensive. So really, really recommend it. Um, okay. So I had another thought while I was talking about that. I just forgot what it was, but we'll just move forward. Um, then we have crew four, April 19th, Falcon nine crew four. This is going to, so now we're going to have two crew missions. This is crazy. So April 6th, Falcon nine, Axiom one mission. Axiom one mission is the, uh, the crew that is sponsored. So that the, it's a commercial mission run uh, managed by Axiom space. And then you have crew four. So this is strictly through, uh, through, I believe SpaceX, SpaceX brings in the astronauts. Maybe there's even a couple of NASA astronauts from what I read here, there is an, a NASA astronaut, um, and then European agency astronauts. Okay. So SpaceX Falcon 9 will be launching a crew dragon spacecraft on its seventh flight with astronauts at 6:59 AM Eastern daylight time at Kennedy space center, Florida launch complex 39A. The first, the Falcon 9's first stage booster will land on a drone ship in the Atlantic Ocean, and NASA astronauts Kjell Lindgren, oh, gotta pronounce these names a little bit better, Robert Hines, and Jessica Watkins, and then the European Space Agency astronaut Samantha Cristoforetti will launch on the Crew Dragon spacecraft to begin a six-month expedition on the International Space Station. The Crew Dragon will return to a splashdown at sea. Ha. Huh. I wonder if if they're going to be up there for six months, who's going to bring the Crew Dragon back down? Da-da-dum. Probably an astronaut that's currently on the space station, which is really, really cool. Then we have an estimate for late April, a Falcon 9 Starlink launch. More Starlinks, more Starlink missions. So, so exciting. So, so many Starlink missions. Um, again, the Constellation satellites. So tons of satellites in space that are all connecting, uh, being able to transmit a massive broadband of internet access to everyone that is down on planet earth. And let's see, we've got here, uh, edit to cams appearance on our YouTube streams from Starbase. Oh, this is so cool. Hector Ramos just shared a link in the chat. I'm going to go ahead and open this up on my computer so that I could check this out. Thank you, Hector, for sharing that, which by the way, if you guys ever have anything that you want to share, um, I'd love to hear from you in the chat. I would love to just sort of, yeah, see, see what it is that you're doing when it comes to space exploration. This looks like this is at Starbase. Awesome. Awesome. So that's out here in Texas, um, down by, uh, the kind of the beach area of, of Texas. So down by Brownsville, uh, in Boca Chica. And I'm definitely gonna have to watch this entire interview later, um, this guy looks really passionate about what he's talking about. This looks super cool. This is an interview with Cam Gerlach at SpaceX. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check this out. Thank you for sharing that. 
Um, this is super, super cool. Hector, actually don't exactly know who Cam is, so I'm excited to learn about him. All right, so we've got that Starlink launch late April to be determined, flight time right now, and also the exact date. So keep a lookout, that definitely could change. Um, and then we have sometime in April again to be determined as an Ariane 5 rocket. All right, so bringing back our Ariane 5. The Ariane 5 rocket is part of the Ariane Space and Ariane Group Agency, which is a French space agency. They are partnered with the European Space Agency. And they are uh, the ones who create the rockets, the ones who make the launch vehicle, and the ones who typically will also uh, work with different companies who are wanting to launch their satellites. So they're the ones who make the contracts with uh, different companies. So the way that if you want to launch something to space, you know, you you create a contract, you say, this is what I want to launch, this is how heavy it's going to be, they give you a quote of how much it's going to cost, and then you launch a space. So this is going to be launching out of uh, launch site ELA-3 in Karoo, French Guiana. Now, I've talked about this quite a bit, so I'm sorry if this is going to sound redundant to those of you who've listened to Space Talk quite a lot, um, but I absolutely love this launch complex. I've visited it before. It's at the Karoo Space Center, which is in the Amazon jungle of South America. It is so, so rad to have a launch happening. And it's just like you're literally surrounded by like jaguars and like trees. Well, not, you know, though the jaguars are all the way in, in the untouched area of the Amazon jungle, but you know, you're just, you're involved, you're surrounded by all of this nature. Um, and then you're just having a, a massive rocket go off, which is, I think, really pretty cool. Ariane Space will use an Ariane 5 ECA rocket designated VA257. So that is the name of this launch for the rocket. So VA257. We tend to, or uh, not me, but uh, people in the space agency and, and companies tend to name their launches. So this is going to be known as VA257 to launch the MIASAT 3rd and GSAT 24 communications satellites. So communication satellites, we were talking earlier about um, Earth observation satellites, which are usually strictly for uh, science, science research, uh, Earth science research. But the communication satellite are a really important factor too. You also have weather satellites that tell us our weather on our weather app that we open probably every day. Uh, I love opening the weather app. But communication satellites are what allows for me to talk to you all right now. If it weren't for a satellite in space, uh, being able to transmit some form of communication with the uh, antennae that are here on Earth, uh, that then allows for our phones to be connected, we then would not be able to talk to each other. So these communication satellites are important not only to exist, but to be updated quite frequently. I don't know how frequently, so I don't know the answer just yet, but they do get updated quite, uh, quite, quite a lot. And to give you a little perspective, the GOES-GOES satellites, which is a uh, weather satellite, my very first launch I saw was a GOES-R. The R is part of the alphabet. So you can imagine just now we're up to, I think, uh, a letter beyond, we're beyond the letters now. We're up to GOES-16. So uh, that, that gives you a little perspective of just how many satellites can get launched just within one kind of umbrella of a purpose. So lots of satellites. Uh, this communica these communication satellites were built by Airbus Defense and Space for MiaSat, a Malaysian operator. MiaSat 
The 3D is a multi-mission communication satellite outfitted with C-band, KU-band, and KA-band payloads for direct-to-home TV broadcasting and internet services over Asia, the Middle East, and Africa. GSAT-24 is a direct-to-home TV broadcasting satellite for the Indian Space Research Organization, also known as ISRO or ISRO. So pretty cool launch. Um, really, really fun. Uh, I would probably want, I, I want to go to this. I want to go to every single launch. And if I do, and when I do, because I will catch some of these launches, I'll make sure to give you all a heads up that I will be going live on this app on Space Talk. All right, let's see. We've got a couple more here. We've got the Astro Rocket 3.3, Tropics 1 and 2. This is going to be launching out of Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida uh, off of the Slick or SLC Space Launch Complex 46. That is the launch pad in which the rocket physically is like on. It's like the ground, the ground. A commercial small satellite launch vehicle developed by Astra will launch the first pair of small CubeSats for NASA's Tropics mission. Tropics stands for, <clears throat> are you ready? The time-resolved observations of precipitation structure and storm intensity with a constellation of small sats. This is why there's acronyms. It's exactly why there's acronyms. This was the longest title I think I've read in a very long time. So it's a time-resolved observations of precipitation, so moisture, structure, and storm intensity with a constellation of satellites, small sats. Constellation, think of it like constellation of stars. It's a collection of several satellites. And this mission will measure environmental and inner core conditions of tropical cyclones. So conveniently called tropics. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so clever. Super clever, NASA. Love it. Okay. April 30th, Falcon 9, Nile Sat 301. This is going to be Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida, launching, of course, off of that SLC-40. <clears throat> Excuse me. A SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket is going to launch a NILESAT-301 geostationary communication satellite. Let's break that down. I mentioned earlier, sun-synchronous geostationary is it's going to be staying literally stationary. Geo is geography or, or, or geology, the earth. So geo, keep that in mind. So as the earth rotates, the satellite is going to be compensating for the earth's rotation so that it always faces the same part on the earth's surface at all times. So this is a geostationary communication satellite. As I mentioned before, communicate, like how we communicate with each other, allows for our phones, television, etc., to all operate. NILESAT-301, built by Fails Alenia Space, will provide digital broadband and internet connectivity services for the Egyptian operator NILESAT. And then, of course, the Falcon's first stage booster will land on a drone ship in the Atlantic Ocean. So the drone ship landings typically are when the launches happen out of the Cape in Florida. The physical on-land landings will happen typically out of California, which is in Vandenberg. Uh, Space Force Base, which is what it's now called. All right, our very last one is a to-be-determined launch of the Astra Rocket. Oh, wait, never mind. Oh, yes, same same as I just mentioned. Astra Rocket 3.3, Tropics, that very long name, time-resolved observations of precipitation structure and storm intensity with a constellation of small sats. 
this is now going to be three and four. So the one in the same month, there's going to be tropics one and two, and then tropics three and four. So four total small satellites uh, that are going to be launching. As, as we mentioned, they're considered to be constellation satellites. So there's going to be quite a lot that are all going to be working together to cause and allow for this communication broadband uh, situation to sort of happen. So pretty, pretty cool. Uh, although actually this is not a communication satellite. So this is doing that observation of the, um, the center area of the cyclone. So it's going to be looking at storms, tropical cyclones, looking at the inner core conditions for that. So it's a really important mission to understand more about our planet, to understand more about some things that can cause natural disasters here on earth, maybe save millions of lives. You know, it's a, so this is really, really an important mission. This is why we launched a space. This is why we launched satellites, uh, as human humanity. I'm speaking on just uh, as, as a fellow human here. I, I am not a rocket company. Um, but I do believe a lot in having these kinds of missions. Not only is it enhancing our lives, you know, in, in a way where we're able to have more leisure or have more, um, I don't know, like things like be able to talk to our friends and be able to understand the weather better, but to also save lives and save and, and maybe understand the, uh, the evolution of what's happening with our climate, you know, maybe kind of understand that a little bit better as well. This is also why I believe so strongly in missions to other worlds, other planets, exoplanets, moons, because the more we can understand about their kind of weather systems and patterns, that might make us sort of realize that maybe some things we thought were sort of rare are actually more common amongst planets, like overall climate change, like overall like frost and ice ages, and then global warming and then icing again, like, like there's these things, the more that we start to study and we can understand the better for, I would say just humanity in general and, uh, all the generations to come. Okay. Uh, we were running way, way over, uh, the time. Uh, oh, oh, Cam is one of the half of Starfleet tours. Thank you, Hector. Oh, I did not know that. That is so cool. I did not meet Cam. Um, I met his partner and his name is escaping me right now. I completely forgot, but he has a really awesome dog. It's a German shepherd. And I remember the dog, Steven is his name, but I haven't met Cam. For anyone who's just joining and is trying to figure out what we're talking about, Starfleet tours, really cool opportunity to catch a rocket launch from a boat. Uh, I attached a link in the, in the chat. But that about wraps up everything that uh, is going on for rocket launches for the month of April. I hope you guys get to get out. I hope you get to catch a launch. And of course, when I get to go catch one, because I'm determined that I will, I will let you all know, because I'll make sure to go live here on Space Talk. Alrighty, everyone. Well, thank you so much. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Make sure you get outside, look up at the sky, and do some stargazing. And as always, add Astra. Astra.